Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pay It Forward podcast. My name is Matthew Farber, and I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in once again. First off, thank you so much to Kevin Williams for giving us that awesome intro. Kevin makes some awesome music, so make sure you check out the description below for all of his social media handles and his music page information. He's on SoundCloud. He's on YouTube. He's on Apple Music. Uh, He posts a lot of awesome music and music videos, so make sure you go check him out. Today's guest is not only a world-class athlete, but also just a world-class person, just a great human um, and a very good friend of mine. She is a two-time PWBA champion, a six-time member of Team USA. She's a world medalist. She's got over two dozen medals in international competition while representing the United States. Uh, the United States, excuse me. And she's also a two-time NCAA Player of the Year back when she used to be a player at Vanderbilt University. And now she's also the associate head coach of Vanderbilt University, which they also happen to be the 2018 NCAA National Champions. So I would love, 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 love uh, to welcome on Josie Barnes to the Pay It Forward podcast. Josie, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. Hi, Matt. I'm glad to be here. So uh, for for those of you that didn't know, um, like I recently said, uh, Josie is the associate head coach at Vanderbilt University and is actually in Detroit uh, watching the World Youth Championships right now. She's got a couple of playing um, currently, and I'm sure she's also doing some scouting. So Josie, how amazing is it to see the growth of the talent from around the world over the the last, you know, five to 10 years? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's incredible. I mean, you see it every week on the PWBA. It's um, right. no shock to see all of these women coming, you know, from Europe and Asia and different places, uh, you know, Central and South America. And they're incredible. You know, you can tell that they're really honing their craft, which I think uh, is probably different from, you know, a decade ago. Um, right. I, I've been able to see, I don't know, three or four of the last Youth World Championships. And to me, it's really cool to watch because you can see that, the players are investing, but in order for that to happen, they have to start investing in coaches too, um, which is, I think, how the sport grows and thrives. And so you can tell Absolutely. that these players are really, really invested in finding good people to help these kids. Right. Yeah, I, I totally, totally agree. I mean, it's it's hard to get to where you want to be with without some coaching, no matter who you are. I mean, the best in the world, you – Shannon O'Keefe, Stephanie Johnson, like all the best bowlers in the world are going, you guys have coaches too. And you're always going to have to have people that help keep you in check. And, and when you're traveling around the world, and like you said, you have so many amazing international bowlers on the PWBA tour, and then you go to these uh, World Youth Championships, how does seeing all that talent from around the world motivate you to keep working hard to stay on, on top of your game? Well, you know, it's pretty that you have to, if you have to compete. And I, I think anybody who's, you know, trying to compete at that level, you, you have that, um, inner drive, you know, continue to improve and be the best. And, uh, you know, if, if you sit back for even a second, you know, you, you've lost, you know, more than one step behind them. And so, you know, seeing them really motivates me and, you know, I'm lucky because I coach collegiately and I have a couple international girls on my team that could, you know, very possibly be on the PWBA. So they inspire me every day. You know, I get to watch it literally every day in front of me unfold, um, you know, so they just really give me the energy to continue to push, 
not only them, but myself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, from all of your times that you've competed for Team USA and Junior Team USA, um, there's, you probably had a lot of really cool experiences, but what is one of the coolest memories that you have um, from your time as a part of the Team USA program? You know, I have a lot of them. Uh, I think probably the coolest one for me is, you know, last year was my 10th year being a part of um, both junior and, and adult Team USA combined. Uh, mm-hmm. It was the first time I was asked to bowl a world championship. And that was always one of my goals. You know, I was able to see two or three different teams picked when I was on junior team uh, and was never fortunate enough to be selected. And so, you know, I, I really invested my time and, you know, really kind of stuck it out as, you know, my kind of one of my dream goals. And so getting that phone call was probably one of the most moving moments um, of my Team USA career. And then, you know, I was fortunate to, to medal in the doubles event this last year. Um, so that's probably the one that sticks out to me the most because it's also the most recent. Um, but, you know, I mean, you've been on the youth team too. Traveling with some of your, your greatest friends and being able to experience, you know, those things as a part of a group uh, to me is, you know, something that I'll cherish for the rest of my life. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, it's one thing to represent, uh, you know, a school or university program, but it's, it's a total, uh, totally different animal when you're talking about representing your country and everybody that lives in your country. Um, and it's a huge honor, like you're saying. And then on top of that, being able to do that with your best friends, you know, when I went to uh, the World Youth Championships and to PAPCON, my two years on the youth team, mm-hmm. you know, I got to do it with my best buddies. And not only did we get to bowl well and we get to win, win a lot of medals um, and, and have the time of our lives, but we got to do it with our best friends. And I mean, that's, that's one of the best parts about bowling. And I'm sure you can attest to this mm-hmm. is that you meet so many amazing people from around the world. And yeah. I've met some of my best friends and, and, you know, bowling's great and I love doing it, but by far the best part about bowling is the people that I've met. Well, and I think that's one of the coolest things about like this event here in Detroit and <laughs> my boss kind of makes fun of me a little bit, but you know, obviously you know, Team USA is always going to have a special place in my heart and I root for them and I pull for them. But I just love watching the competition and seeing these kids put their heart and soul on the line. You know, uh, I was watching the, the boys doubles and Sweden needed a big game to, to jump in. And, you know, the kid doubled in the 10th and went nuts. And I had tears in my eyes because it's just you, you can't create that feeling. You know, it just happens. And, and to see it unfold for these kids is just awesome. Yeah, I mean, truly, it's it's really cool. It's really special to watch people win for their country, and um, and you know, and and certain parts of the world that representing your country and and meddling for your country is, you know, puts you up there as a celebrity in, in your in your social circles and and you, <laughs> just overall in your in your country. Um, so so doing it, obviously, of course, is is a tremendous honor, but especially from for some of those other countries where um, they value. They, they really value meddling. Um, so moving, uh, moving forward here, what, you know, uh, I, I would just like to state a fun fact here and then maybe follow it up with a quick funny story. Uh-huh. So um, as I said, Josie uh, is a two-time PWBA champion. Fun fact is that I've been there to watch Josie win both of those times. <laughs> so I may or may not be a good luck charm. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I just, I'm thinking, you know, just pay for a flight. If you think you're about to make a show, I'll come in, I'll root you on. Um, and then, you know, if, if I really am good luck, then you'll, then you'll keep winning. Even though I don't really think you need me to keep winning. Um, I think it's more of a coincidence, but 
for everybody listening, funny story, uh, at Josie's last win in East Hartford earlier this season, um, which was a blast to watch, I about broke my ankle <laughs> going to wish Josie good luck. She was standing in the city area, and I went down to walk in to, to give her a high five and say good luck, and I rolled my ankle. <laughs> and, and let me tell you, I mean, it didn't feel too great, and so I said to Josie, Josie, um, I don't know if you realize, but I just broke my ankle to come down and say good luck, so you better make this worth it. And and thankfully, you did. Thankfully, you followed through. Um, <laughs> obviously, like it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you didn't let me down that day, so um, so thank you so much for that. Um, you know, obviously, it's, it's awesome to win at the highest level. You're not new to the whole winning thing. You've been winning for a long time um, in, in a lot of different respects. Um, but what is what every time you win or every time you compete, really, you go out there and you learn new things. Bowling's a sport where you're always learning and there's, you know, you're never going to know everything that there is to know. So what's something that you learned from your win earlier this season and, um, you know, that you're going to carry with you uh, throughout the rest of the season and the rest of your career? Well, I think one of the things is just trusting that you're prepared um, because I think so often we, we listen to people saying, well, you know, you're, you're a great player, but this is your game, right? Like this is what you're mm-hmm. doing. And honestly, for the longest time I was told that long really wasn't my thing. Uh, you know, so I just always had this opinion that like, all right, you know, it's a medium long pattern. It, let's, let's get to a check this week, you know, like let, let's right. figure out a way, you know, to, you know, just to get to that number. And, you know, that's not really true. You know, I've had absolutely success recently. So, you know, just kind of trusting that no matter what I do, I, where I have to play, I'm still really good, you know, and, and trusting yeah. that my body's just, you know, going to take over and, and uh, you know, allow me to relax, and get into a good position. Uh, you know, I think was, was one of the big things, but also that, you know, I can bounce back. Because yeah. we talked about it a lot, but the Queens was uh, the tournament before that. And I bowled really well at the Queens, but had a brain fart. Uh, that mm-hmm. me, Essentially what I felt like was making the show. I felt like if I got to that um, four-person roll-off, that one of those spots was mine. Uh, right. So, you know, I, I had a brain fart where I missed a single pin, uh, which allowed Liz to double. And that's really tough to swallow because it's a major. You don't get very many cracks at, you know, winning a major championship. But you know, not wallowing in that and saying, all right, this is what happened. What did I learn from it? How do I get better and move on? And, you know, the next week is a new week. And so being able to do that the week after was huge for me. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think you touched on a a bunch of great stuff there. Uh, Most, I mean, uh, to me, most importantly is the mental side of the game and, and, you know, not coming in with that preconceived idea that, you know, it's just, this is just not my type of pattern. So I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shoot for the stars. Like for everybody that's listening, if you want to be one of the best in the world in anything that you want to do, you can never have that mediocre type mindset where you're going in and you're just going to say, you know what, like, I'm okay if I'm not going to win this week. Like, no, you're a competitor. You're out there to win and you have to believe in your ability to win whatever the circumstances may be, whatever the playing field may be like on that given day. So like you said, you know, if, if, you know, there's no reason to ever buy into somebody saying, you know what, Hey, you know, this just isn't your type of day. Like just be okay with, you know, scooting by and, and, you know, getting some, getting some points for the ranking points of season and catching a check in the process. You know, there's no reason why you have to be okay with that. So I think just like you said, knowing that you're prepared and knowing, 
knowing that, you know, especially for somebody of your caliber, you know, for anybody that you're, you know, in your case, you're one of the best in the world. And there's no question about that. So, you know, kind of sometimes, you know, it, it feels like you're just Josie, but you also have to remind yourself like, hey, like, I'm a kick-ass bowler and, and right. I, I can bowl on any pattern. So it doesn't really matter what anybody else says. Well, and I think, I think, you know, when you start thinking about like, uh, maybe this isn't my week, that's when you really start to allow emotions to creep in. And I was a very emotional bowler growing up as a kid, but I really tried to teach myself not to bowl emotionless because I think you have to have that fire and that drive, Right. but being able to separate and say, okay, like I'm pumped up for this one, but like, how do I keep my mind in a place that I'm always kind of, um, I guess, observing what is, you know, and I ask my right. about this a lot in college bowling, because it's really easy when things start to go bad to start going into freak out mode and saying, oh, my gosh, like, this is terrible. What's the next step? And so I just start breaking things down. Like, what are the facts? What do I know in this moment? You know, I know that I need to be throwing this ball in this zone all right, here's my decision. You know, when you start thinking all of those negative things, that's when those emotions right. start to creep in and you, you can't, you know, really separate fact from, you know, the emotional side of it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so important. I mean, especially in a sport like bowling where things can just make, take a complete 180, either in the good direction or in a bad direction really quickly. And it's important to make sure that you're making decisions based off of, like you were saying, based off of the facts and based off of your principles, based off of your emotions, you know, and just saying, you know, like somebody's like, oh, I'm so mad, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to hook it because I'm mad. Right. I'm just going to hook the whole lane because I'm mad or I'm just going to throw it super hard because I'm angry, you know, like just taking a step back. And this is something that I think everybody struggles with is that bowling happens so fast yep. that sometimes it's hard to take a step back and say, okay, what's going on? I've gone high three times in a row. Although the shots weren't great, I think the lanes are also changing. So, you know, it's hard to take that step back and say, you know what, this is the fact and I need to separate the fact that I may be upset but regardless of how I'm feeling right now, this is the fact. And these are the principles that I live by. And I have to make these adjustments. Yep. And if you get caught in those emotions, I mean. Well, you don't I, learn I, anything to me. Like if I'm emotional and I'm making poor decisions off of what I feel instead of what actually is, then at the end of the day, whether it goes well or it goes poorly, I'm not sure I really learned anything. Right. Yeah. And, and something that I think a lot of people think is a lot of people say that they bowl really well when they're bowling angry. And I, I like, buy that I, for a second. <laughs> no, I don't either. I think that what people mean by that is when they're angry, they're more fo like they associate ang anger with like a more intense focus. So like when yeah. people, you know, they fry out, they hit the ball turn or they throw a Rosenberg, which obviously you shouldn't do any ever right. anyway. But when they do that and they kind of let that steam out, um, then all of a sudden they're more focused and they're more intense. Right. So I think that, you know, like, you know, you don't need like bowling angry. Like to me, that's not a thing. Like, yeah, you know, you just I've, I've never really bought there. into that. Maybe 1% of the population, but my girls will tell you anytime that someone said that to me, I'm like, I, nope, I don't buy it for a second. Yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to change I, that behavior really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you know, not, I mean, like you said, everybody's DNA, everybody's makeup is different. People are going to bold better at different times and in different mindsets but to me it just seems like it's that's not a fun place to be and, no. well, and are you actually to me, yeah. anyway <laughs> yeah exactly yeah I mean it's it's I don't know everybody's different I suppose but to me I like you said I don't I don't really buy that um so let's let's get back to you here Josie um 
you like I said, I mean, you're not you're not new to to winning. I mean, you've been winning. You won the NCAA national championship as a player in 2007, and then now this past year you won the NCAA national championship as a coach. Uh, what what is it? I mean, obviously both are great. It's mm-hmm. two different feelings, so it's going to be you know you can't ever say which one's better. Yeah. Um, but what is you know what is the difference? What is it like to help people really achieve their goals as opposed to achieving your own? Right. They're two very different feelings. You know, one of the things I always regretted about um, our win in 2007 is I thought it would be so easy. And so I didn't really, (laughs) you know, because it was my freshman year. Like, I think we were like 74 and 14 for the year, which if you follow NCAA bowling at all, only having 14 losses is really good. Um, Yeah, it's it's okay. Yeah, it just felt like um, (laughs) that okay, well, we did it. Like, let's just do the same things. And then you realize really quickly after that, that it's, it's not as easy um, as you made it appear. And so I wish I would have enjoyed that moment a little more. So when we won this year, I really made it a point to the girls. Like, I don't care what people are saying. You guys need to take this moment. And for the next week, just enjoy what you've just achieved because you don't know if you'll get another opportunity to do it. Um, And it's really a life changing moment, you know, like, they will forever get to say that they're national champions. Um, But it is very different because you see all of the stuff that goes on behind the scenes. And I really thought with the talent that we had when I first graduated and took this job that we would, you know, really make a good crack at, uh, Mm -hmm. at winning another one. And we did, we, um, we finished second twice. um, I think two of the first three years I was coaching, but it always, it really stings, you know, um, just being that close. And so, you know, being able to be with these girls and help them achieve something that I'm not even sure they believed they could dream up for a long time um, right. was pretty cool. You know, I had tears in my eyes for a week. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I can definitely, uh, definitely understand that. Um, what is it, you know, when coaching younger players, what do you think is more important? Do you think that the mental aspect of it is, is the hardest or do you think that physical aspect of actually being able to repeat is the hardest? Um, I, I think it's much like anything, it's player to player, but I do think the mental part is the hardest because to me it's the most important. You know, if we can get you right. under control, then we can fix all of those physical things and, and get you into a good place because to me, when you're fixing physical things that, that may be out of line, there's some tough stuff that comes along with that, you know, like for sure to me, if you're fixing something that's worth fixing, it's probably getting worse before it's getting better. And how do you handle that low moment to understand that it's going to be better on the other side? So, you know, really kind of trying to help them through that. uh, Right. And and kind of, you know, for me, I just try to get them to relate to me a little bit um, because, you know, I do think, I'm really pretty good, but I had some moments that weren't so great, you know, and I was just a normal bowler who had the drive to be really good, you know, and, right. and so it's an understanding that they can get to that point, um, you know, is probably the hardest, but one of the most rewarding things. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, um, obviously being a coach, you're in the bowling alley all day long. You're traveling on the weekends. (laughs) (laughs) You're attached to bowling centers no matter where you go, pretty much all year round. Um, So on top of being a player and constantly bowling yourself and practicing and traveling, you're in the bowling alley coaching all the time. So you're around bowling all the time. You really have no breaks. How do you avoid burning out? 
Um, it's not easy. I mean, that's, that's probably the simple short answer. Um, you know, I, I try to do a good job of being present wherever I'm at. And, you Mm -hmm. know, I'll, I'll honestly say lately, like this last summer, it's been harder than normal. Um, but you know, if I'm in the bowling center, I'm in the bowling center and I'm focused on the girls who are, or whoever I'm, you know, with at that time. Um, but when I'm at home, I want to try to be at home and not really thinking about bowling. Um, but this is actually the first season that I have, um, competed in every PWBA event. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, so I've tried to be smart about what my goals are, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. obviously you always want to make the, um, tour championships at the end, but I don't ever want to feel like I have to bowl every event just because I have to, you know, I want to be there because that is where my interest is at. Um, mm-hmm. and where my focus is at. So, you know, I've tried to be really honest with myself and I think that's important for everyone, you know, just because something is someone else's goal doesn't mean it has to be yours. Um, right. so you always have to be interested and invested in, in what you're doing. And if you're not, then don't do it. I, I could not agree more. I could not agree more. And, and I think you touched on something that's really, um, important, sometimes hard to remember is that, I, I mean, I, I, I read a lot and, uh, one of the authors that I, I love, um, he says that, you know, you worry about things when you can take care of them, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're, if, you're, if you're coaching your girls and you're thinking about your game, you know, you can't do anything about your game because you're coaching your girls right now. So there's no sense yeah. in even wasting time thinking about it. So, and, and I think that's so important is a lot, of, a lot of people, probably most athletes, if I had to take a guess, really struggle to draw that line of when to really just say, okay, I'm done playing for the day. You know, it's time to relax and enjoy my time right. with my friends or my family, whoever it may be, because sometimes it's so hard to get your mind off of whatever is going on, you know, as an athlete that you let that spill into the other areas of your life. And, and it takes away from the other areas of your life. Right. Well, and I so, think sometimes I, the the answers we're looking for, we're always looking for something really complex. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's not. The answer right. is usually the simple answer. So, you know, just like if you're slumping, it's to me, it's not normally a big thing. It's something small that we just haven't found the focus for. And so the more I've come to understand that about myself, the better I've gotten and the less pressure I have on myself. Right. You know, I, I'm able to, to really just play free. Absolutely. So as a coach, I mean, I think coaches look for particular things and it's kind of hard to talk about all the things that you look for in players, but what tips do you have for anybody that's looking to go bowl collegiately or anybody looking to go from bowling collegiately to bowling professionally? Right. So I think um, kids looking to bowl collegiately, there are a couple of things. Um, The first thing is you have to remember that the coaches you're seeking out, Mm -hmm. most of them, at least NCAA side, we don't have a lot of full-time coaches and the ones we do a lot of times they don't have assistant coaches. So they're working their tails off just to get their teams ready. So Mm -hmm. we try to invest a lot of time in recruiting, but sometimes it's just not as perfect as we'd like it to be. So I always tell kids, if there's somewhere that you're interested in, keep emailing them. Because when a coach starts to see a name, then they start to pick up on it. Like, okay, like this girl's emailed me a third time, a fourth time. Oh, I was looking at the tournament standings. She was in this tournament standing, you know, so don't just reach out one time because these coaches do work a ton of hours and still can't get everything fit in the way they want to. Right. Um, The second thing I would say is, you know, we don't really worry about averages, but you know, how are you fundamentally 
But the second piece of that is the tournaments that we do come to watch, I'm always watching the way a player carries themselves because I feel like I can fix some of the fundamental things that you might need help with, but I can't fix your attitude. And so I watch the way you um, work with the coach that you have or the parent you have, specifically when you're struggling. I'd rather see a good kid struggle and see how they handle that than a good kid shoot 270 in front of me. I already know you throw the ball pretty good. I want right. to know what it, what it looks like when you have to go through an adverse situation. Um, yeah. because that's, that's really when the rubber meets the road. Yeah, for sure. I think it's always interesting. You know, you can tell a lot more about a bowler, say at a tournament like Junior Gold, like you said, you can tell a lot more about the bowler from how they interact with their parents or with their coach <laughs> when things are going poorly than if, um, then, you know, if, like you said, if they're bowling a good game, coaches already know who throws it good and who doesn't throw it good. Um, coaches know if you've got game or if, or if you don't. So, um, you know, it's not a good look if you're back there yelling and arguing <laughs> with your parents when there are no, coaches around. Pretty much, it, like, almost automatically gets scribbled off my list because I just don't have time for that. <laughs> I yeah. need people who are interested um, basically in interaction, you know, and I, I think that's also kind of, you know, you asked about the collegiate to professional side if I could give a piece of advice for sure to be really open-minded and to seek information. You know, I think it's really easy um, for kids to be proud uh, and, you know, want to prove themselves, Mm -hmm. but I'm of the opinion that I have never learned everything that I can. And I think everyone has merit and value in in what they say, even Mm -hmm. if my, you know, even if my game doesn't even look, remotely similar to someone else i'm interested in what you have to say because everyone's seen a ton of bullying i mean think about how much time you've spent in a bowling center right you know i mean you know how to bowl you know how to help um and so i think that's really important you know i've spent a lot of time um talking with like carolyn doran ballard and linda barnes and all of these women that have come before me because i think they have so much valuable information that can help my learning curve you know like why why do i want to beat my head through a wall when I have these really awesome people that kind of help me and guide me uh, to that place. For sure. Yeah. I mean, and that's, and that's in essence, one of the reasons why um, this podcast was started is that, you know, there's so much, like you said, you can't ever learn in this sport, everything that there is to be known. And so for younger kids, it's so hard to start learning that information. And unfortunately um, you, you kind of have to go out there and get, get your head beat in a little bit to get and gain some knowledge and then be better mm-hmm. off um, down the road. But, you know, if, 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 you know, people like yourself, um, and all the professionals on the PWA tour and the PBA tour can come on here and, and, you know, just share simple tips, um, with people that just frankly haven't had those experiences yet, or just don't know them. Um, you know, it makes it a lot easier for people to make those jumps from say collegiate to professional, or just for people going to bowl collegiate. Cause you know, you don't know what it's like to go bowl collegiate cause you haven't done it yet. So how do I know right. what to expect? How do I know what to work on? Um, and, and I think that a lot of the things that you said are, are just spot on. They're, they're just 100% super accurate to all those people. I mean, just picking the brains of everybody is so useful and it's, it's such a simple thing to do. And most people would be surprised as to how, how many professionals out there and how many top notch athletes are out there that are just willing to help. Like all you have to do is just ask them like they're human. All you have to do is just ask and they're going to be willing to help you. Yeah. I mean, I think they want to help, you know, they want to be able to say, you know, so-and-so came to me and and asked me this really awesome question. And, you know, I was able to give them feedback. Like, I know I love that, you know, when my girls come in and Joe, I'm struggling with this. What do you think? You know, I love trying to help them be better. 
Right. It's a nice feeling to help other people. So, I mean, all, all, at the end of the day, all you just got to do is ask. Yep. All right. Let's um. Let's switch gears here. Let's go to some. Let's go to some fun questions. I mean, bowling is fun. I say this all the time. I say yeah. I always say let's switch to some fun questions. But I'm having fun. Um. Let's switch to some non bowling related questions a couple of them okay. here um what is josie barnes's favorite flavor of ice cream all right so here and if a... you tell me that you don't like ice cream i'm not going to publish this episode no, no 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 it's not that i don't <laughs> like ice cream if i had to pick my favorite flavor it'd probably be chocolate chip although okay. if i'm choosing i would eat frozen yogurt instead really i like the birthday cake and like cookies and cream, those are my two favorite. So, okay. like if there was an ice cream store and a frozen yogurt shop next to each other, I would go through the frozen yogurt door. Um, mm-hmm. But I do eat ice cream. So, okay, but it's, it's it's second on my list. Oh wow, you know, I, yeah, no, it does make sense. You know, I'm not <laughs> I'm not a froyo type of guy, but no, um, no, you know, I don't know. I just like I like soft serve ice cream like yeah. a lot more than froyo. <laughs> I don't really know why. Froyo just tastes sour to me, so I just oh yeah yeah. So I I just uh, tend to stick to soft serve. Um, okay. Can I just say though, I really appreciate that you're doing this segment because I think one of the things that sports in general struggles with is they don't make people real. And so we can talk about bowling all we want, but like actually understanding the person behind the athlete. Yeah. Is cool. And so I've said for a long time that I think bowling needs to do a better job of that. So I think it's really awesome. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think with social media nowadays, it's the athletes become, you know, so much more accessible. So you can kind of see that, but you know, you can always put on a show. Some people aren't always a hundred percent real, you know, you can make everything seem a lot more glorious than it actually is. Um, Yeah. You know, um, but yeah, no, I mean, this is fun. And and I think people want to know, like, people want to know this fun stuff like everybody knows that Josie's a kick-ass bowler but what's Josie like outside of bowling you know what what does she like to do uh Josie do you ever play any sports other sports growing up I did um I played tennis um which I, I was okay at like I had some recruiting letters from like D2 school so not fantastic oh, dang. But okay um okay couldn't play it now because my husband refuses to play with me so I have no <laughs> <one> to, <laughs> to play with um I was also a pitcher in softball um, and then I was also a cheerleader. <laughs> really? I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah, cool. Yeah, most people make fun of me for that last one. But um, <laughs> I, just say, I just say that I was really smart because I am just a competitive person in general. And right. so one of the things that I just like to do is watch sporting events of any kind. Like I just mm. like to see people win. And so my parents worked their butts off. And so they couldn't really take me to watch high school sporting events. Mm-hmm. So I maneuvered and found a way that I could get to them for free through someone Ooh, else. Smart pants. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I watched that's every awesome. high school basketball game. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. That's all. And a lot of people don't know is I think cheerleading is the number one sports when it comes to the number one sport when it comes to athletic injuries. I think the most injuries uh, yeah. happen in cheerleading. Well, I don't think a lot I, of people know that. If I had a child now, boy or girl, I'm not sure that I would allow them to do it just because of the injuries, not because I had a great time. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the number of falls and spills and catches and things that you have to do, it's a little scary sometimes. Yeah, I could definitely, I could see that. It's, I don't, yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's crazy watching people flip through the air. I don't think I could ever do that. <laughs> okay, next fun. Oh, dang, I keep saying fun. Next non-bowling question uh-huh. 
if you could have dinner with one celebrity, dead or alive, who would it be? All right. So I really can't narrow it down to one. I okay. Have two different, I have two different categories. Okay. So the celebrity sports person I would go to eat with is Serena Williams. Okay. I think she is just freaking awesome. She yeah. is such a competitor, but also like she does so many things. Like she's a super smart woman. Like she speaks French fluently. Really? Um, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, she does. If you watch her at the French Open, she answers the questions in French, which is part of the reason why those people love her. Um, but oh, you know, she, know she knows that. that. Um, you know, she has all these business deals and for all that hate, I think she gets sometimes it's just incredible to me how successful she is. Right. Um, on the other side of it would be like a three person table and it would be JFK, Martin Luther King and Barack Obama because they are such great speakers. And that's something that I truly desire to be someone who can stand up in a room and just kind of move the room. Yeah, them, for sure. like, I would love to learn from that. And I just think the way that they're able, you know, I don't know, just to get the crowd so, um, I guess, involved in what they're speaking about is right. pretty cool to me. Yeah, I, I definitely. I mean, those are all really cool people. I don't really think there's a bad answer to that, but I, I definitely think that um, you picked some pretty awesome people there. All right. Kind of bowling related question here, and this will wrap it up. Who is the funniest bowler besides yourself if you think it's yourself who is the funniest bowler on the pwba tour all right so i would probably have to go with stephanie johnson i mean like aaron my best friend yeah i was gonna i thought you were gonna say aaron well we laugh at each other a lot i don't think anyone else thinks we're funny (laughs) (laughs) like we're always laughing but i don't think anyone else finds us funny so it's probably not like a, a fair assessment but i think steph is one of the funniest people I've ever met. And so, you know, anytime we spend together, we're always just laughing and cutting up no matter who's who's around the table. So I'd probably say one of those two. But like I said, I don't think anybody actually finds Aaron and I funny except <laughs> Aaron and I. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's awesome. All right, Josie. Well, thank you so much. In closing here, Josie, I make everybody that's on this uh, podcast do this. Um, mm-hmm. You have to give... A, whether you like it or not, uh, you have to give a message of the day for everybody that's listening. Ooh, message of the day. Uh, stay kind and st- stay true to what you want. You know, you can't make anyone else happy if you yourself are not happy. That is that is one of the wisest things. Thank you. Thank you so much well, for joining us today, Josie. <laughs> I'm trying to score some brownie points here, so maybe you'll fly me out on the PJ sure. to watch your next show. Sure. <laughs> All righty, Josie. Thank you so much. And um, and everybody, make sure that you go in the description below. Check out Josie's social media, uh, uh, her accounts, uh, all her fun stuff that she posts. Um, Josie, you enjoy the rest of your time in Detroit, and I hope that I get to see you soon. Yeah, thanks for having me, Matt. All right, no problem. Take care. All right, bye. Well, everybody, there you go. Another great episode, at least in my opinion. I thought it was a pretty cool episode. Uh, I really enjoyed hanging out with Josie and recording that one. I want to thank Josie again for taking the time out of her busy schedule to 
record this episode with me and help pay it forward with me. Um, once again, I really, really, really uh, enjoyed making that one, and I think that we discussed a lot of really cool stuff that wasn't necessarily planned out to discuss. And I think that's one of the coolest things about these podcasts is that um, you know some of the stuff is is truly um, just out of nowhere, and we kind of just once we get going, we get going. So I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as we did. Uh, if you guys have a second, please go into the description below and check out Josie's social media handles and go look at her social media pages. She always posts a lot of cool stuff um, about her traveling and her training. So make sure you go and check those out and stay up to date with that. Go give her a follow because she's awesome. And if you guys also have some time, leave a comment. Let me know what you liked about this episode. Let me know about any real experiences that you've had um, about anything that we talked about on this episode or maybe some questions that you guys have. Maybe you guys heard something and it sparked a question in your head. Leave a comment and Josie or I will uh, would love to respond to you and help you out in any way that we can. And... Um, yeah, I think that about wraps up this episode. I really appreciate you guys tuning in. Oh, yeah, I apologize for the subpar quality on my audio. I used a subpar uh, pair of headphones with a poor mic on it, and um, that will never happen again. I've recorded a couple episodes within a couple days, and this happened to be one of them where I used the same pair of headphones. But now we're back onto the good headphones. I'm using my Beats now, so we're all good to go. I want to thank you guys again for tuning in. Um, moving forward, you guys will uh, hopefully always have some really good quality out of me and I really look forward to bringing you guys more episodes in the future. So please, as always, pay it forward, be kind, show love to everybody around you, and I hope you guys have a great day. Take care, everybody.